Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You know me by now, I hope. My name is Mike, and I am one of your hosts of the Analog Podcast here on Relay FM. Now, I'm sure that you're all very familiar with the fact that uh, Casey and Aaron were expecting a baby, and if you haven't heard by now, uh, they welcomed a wonderful daughter into the world. Um, her name is Michaela Charlotte, which is a beautiful name. And next week on the show, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. Of course we are. Of course we are. Well, Casey isn't here this week. I am a wonderful co-host, and I decided to give Casey the week off. Um, he, this is, as you may have known by now by seeing the title of this episode, The Casey List, Paternity Leave Extravaganza. And I decided that I was going to pull in a bunch of friends and talk to them about some stuff that they're excited for and stuff that they're working for in 2018. Just two simple questions I'm going to ask a bunch of fine guests. Now, if you were coming to this episode and hoping to hear a bunch of baby talk, what I would recommend that you do is go and listen to episode 257 of the Accidental Tech Podcast right at the end um, and at the beginning they talk about uh, the baby. I figured that uh, Casey would not be able to um, uh, agree to keeping the ATP analog agreement alive. So I figured let him go and, and talk about it there and I'll give him some time off and we'll do a special episode this time. And then next week he'll be back and we'll be able to talk tons more about becoming a dad for the second time. Um, and probably talking about the fact that he's super tired. I expect Casey to say that he is tired on on our next episode uh, about 16 times, so you can count along with me. But for this week's episode, we have a special presentation, so I'm going to be talking to a bunch of people. And then right at the end of the episode, at the very, very end, there's going to be a, a compilation of congratulations from all of the participants of the episode. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Stephen Hackett, host of uh, many shows on Relay FM, including Query and Download, Liftoff, Connected, and my co-founder. Thank you for joining me for this special episode of Analog. Uh, I have a couple of questions for you. Can you tell oh me something that you're excited about for 2018? Hmm. Uh, I'm excited about a bunch of stuff. I have changed some of the things that I'm uh, I'm working on outside of Relay, and that's giving me more time to focus on some bigger projects within Relay and I have to be sort of uh, hand-wavy about that because we're not announcing anything here today. Sorry. But um, I just we, we want to do more with the network. We want to do more with our shows and do some some new things in new ways. And that's exciting. How's that for vague and hand-wavy? Incredibly. Uh, I Good, know, right? though, that you're working on other parts of your non-Relay FM world though yes as well right i am yeah so i started two years ago almost exactly two years ago started a youtube channel uh, associated with 512 pixels the blog that i've been writing now for a decade which makes me feel very old inside uh, that youtube channel has been a hobby and it's been something that i'll put a video up if i have some downtime and I have time to work on something and so they've been hit or miss as far as schedule and length and and I am making a real effort in 2018 to grow that channel. My plan is to have a, a two videos out a month. My idea is to have one sort of be rooted in like Apple history, which is something I've done a lot of on 512 over the years. And then the other one being some other tech topic. So in December, I did like what's in my tech bag, like sort of a, a meme among tech YouTubers, but uh, experimenting with different types of content, different formats. I did two vlogs uh, when the iPhone 10 came out. 
I don't think I'm going to do many more of those because that was super weird and uncomfortable for me. But the idea of experimentation and getting more content out is something I'm really focusing on this year. Why though? Like, what what are you, what are you hoping to achieve with the YouTube channel? Like, what is the ultimate goal? You want to be bring a down big CGP famous? Gray. Okay, cool. You bring down Gray. I understand. No, no. I understand. No, for me, it the YouTube channel started because I wanted. I wanted to experiment with video both in like the creation, like I just want to be able to have these skills to like film something and it look really good. Um, but also like the editing and sort of the production side, because I've done audio editing for so long now with podcasting and I really have that skill set down. Like I have my tools really honed. I'm, I'm, I'm efficient at it. I'm good at it. And I thought, you know, I, I want to expand this into video and kind of the only way to do that is to actually make videos. And I'm not particularly comfortable on camera. Um, it's still sort of awkward and hard for me to sort of get into that mode and and sort of be loose and funny on camera. And I'm working on all that. But it really started of I want to attain these skills. And it's sort of what I've discovered is uh, since then is that it's also like a really good creative outlet for me. Like it's, a, it's a fun way to share a story or share some content um, beyond the written word or the spoken word to have something on video or have me on video. Um, I find very, um, very nice from like the creative output side of things. So it's really, it's kind of scratching, uh, two itches for me. And I know that like, you know, I think we both feel pretty similarly about new year's resolutions that kind of as an mm-hmm. idea are a bit wonky. Yeah. Uh, but I do think about things that I want to achieve every year, um, in my personal life as well as my working life. So is there anything specific that you are thinking about trying to tackle in 2018? Is there something that you're working on? Is there something that you want to change in your life? It's, it's a good question. And I, I, I do think we agree on New Year's resolutions where I, I know that there are, they are helpful for some people, but I don't feel that way about them. But at the same time, and maybe this is splitting hairs, it probably is to a degree, I think the be- the beginning of the the year, if you if you have your own business or even if you just have a side project, it's like it's a good time to think about like goals and you know where was I a year ago? Where do I want to be a year from now? And so you know I've got some like metric stuff, but I think sort of the biggest thing I want to achieve this year this will be my third year, third full year being independent. I left my job. Uh, in the late summer of 2015. And I still struggle with the, with like flexibility and work-life balance stuff. I think I probably always will because honestly, I'm probably a workaholic, but I, I have been working the last six months to really contain my work to business hours. There are still evenings and weekends sometimes, but I've worked very hard to bring the number of those down and I want to continue to do that into 2018, where me working past 5.30 in the afternoon is a rarity and not the norm. And for a long time, it was the norm, sadly. Um, but beyond that, just being more flexible during the workday. You know, our schedules as independent workers are our own right until the second that they're not. And so, and so I have a lot of things on my schedule that are fixed, right? I record uh, – on my busy week, I record five podcasts. And so those things are – set in stone, right? We record this show this time and day. But beyond that, my schedule is my own and trying to be, trying to take advantage of that more so I can be more helpful as a, as a a partner to my spouse and as a parent and just as a, as a good person, like being 
more available for uh, family stuff and if friends need things and just trying to take advantage of that stuff. And that's sort of difficult to explain because sometimes it just comes down to like the afternoon you're in and it's, hey, I can go to my kid's soccer practice if I'd gotten all my work done, but I didn't work smart enough to get stuff done in time. And now I'm stuck. Um, So kind of working on things in advance, being more aware of the family calendar and more respectful of it and trying to keep work within work hours are things that I'm really paying attention to this year. Yeah, I think I've come to the uh, belief like that that for a lot of people, there there isn't such a thing as work-life balance. And I think that we're both similar in this where it's like <sighs> – for a lot of people, your work kind of defines you, and totally. If you own your own thing, if you, well, no matter what that is, it becomes your life. Like you think about it all the time, so mm-hmm. you're kind of always working, right? Like I have thoughts about my business and my creative projects all day, every day. They can just pop in, so you're kind of, kind of always working. But, yeah. but the, the thing that I've come to realize is that, like, if I don't have something specific on the calendar, I can kind of be a little bit more free with that time. And I've been enjoying mm-hmm. that more over the last couple of months. And that also means being able to be where you want to be with your family, right? Where it's like, I'm always working in my brain, but making more of an effort to be at the soccer practice, yeah. And and uh, that took me a while to to kind of understand that where it was like you're always going to feel like you're working but it doesn't mean that you're actually always working like especially to other people like people don't mm-hmm. see that you're working even though your brain is and that that is like a for me a healthier way to think about it than like the strict idea of like work not work as work life balance right. seems to be for a lot of people. Yeah, because I mean in, in creative work um maybe it's just like true for you too. A lot of the ideas I have for articles or videos or like topics on podcast, they don't necessarily strike. Like I don't sit down at my desk. I'm like, I want to outline four videos today. I mean, sometimes that happens, but most of the time those ideas for a piece of content or a topic or whatever it may be, those just sort of happen, right? As I'm, you know, running errands, I'm in line at the grocery store, whatever. And so part of that is, is having tools to like, when those things happen, be able to capture them quickly And then kind of get back to what I was Mm -hmm. doing. And so I have just started in my task manager. I just have a a project called – I have two. I have one called uh, Column Ideas and one called YouTube Ideas. And if something just pops in my head, I just go in and jot it down. I don't put a due date on it. I stick it in there. And then when it's time to schedule something, I'll go through that. And I mean my column idea has 30 things in it right now. And I can – you know, I can sort of go through there and sometimes the ideas aren't very good after you, you know, revisit them. And sometimes, oh, this is really good. Um, you know, this would be really appropriate leading up to say something like WBDC. So let me put a due date on this beginning in May and I'll revisit it then. And just capturing quickly and then dealing with it later is a really good way to stay in the moment, but also get like the the, the little voice in your head about work, like also pay attention to it and get it taken care of as well. That's awesome. Stephen Hackett, good luck in 2018. Thank you for joining me today. You bet.
Okay, before we go on any further, let me take a moment to thank our friends at Linode for their support of this week's show. With Linode, you have access to a suite of powerful hosting tools with prices starting at just $5 a month. Linode will let you get up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers who are all serviced by their friendly and lovely 24-7 support team. You can email them, call them, or even chat over IRC in the Linode community. They know how important it is to get you the help that you want at Linode, so they also have a suite of amazing guides and support documentation as well to give you a reference when you need it. Linode's intuitive control panel will allow you to deploy, boot, resize, snapshot, and clone your virtual servers in just a few clicks, and of course, course, they feature two-factor authentication to keep your private information private, just to keep you nice and safe. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Their plans start with a gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM as well. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com analog, you'll be supporting us and also getting yourself $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that is four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com analog to learn more sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit or use the promo code analog2018 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for their support of this show. So now I'm joined by Federico Vitici, host of App Stories, as well as Connected and Remaster and Canvas on Relay FM. Federico, I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. Tell me something you're excited for in 2018. Hmm. Well, I suppose uh, about tech... Um, because that that's what I do uh, for a living covering tech. I, I'm excited about, and this is totally not a surprise, but about iOS 12 and about new <laughs> iPads. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, I, I really, I really want, I really hope that Apple, that Apple has something new uh, for the iPad in 2018. But aside from the boring answer, I would say I am excited about about Air Power and the new AirPods case with inductive charging. <laughs> I, I really, <laughs> I, I discovered that I'm a fan of wireless charging and Sylvia, my girlfriend, is as well. We really like all the charging pads that we put around the house, like three of them at this point. And the idea of uh, being able to charge multiple things on the same uh, pad uh, and to have the AirPods uh, charge every time I place them on you know, my nightstand where I suppose I will put the air power accessory that's really intriguing to me so when it comes to tech um i'm excited about these two uh ideas that there's going to be new ipads and that wireless charging will get even better um i don't know what else i'm excited about i mean vita games um <laughs> uh that that's another obvious answer you know i want to see uh, i'm excited about e3 actually i want to see what nintendo does at e3 and, and also um sony and microsoft i think this year is going to be interesting um but this is basically what i'm excited about i don't watch a lot of movies uh the tv shows i watch are uh not that exciting exciting so uh, i would say tech and video games yeah because comedies you, you cannot be excited about sitcoms and comedies so um yeah it feels like you're excited for the possibility of things as opposed to specific things. Yeah. Um, actually, none of yes. these things you don't know about, right? Like, you actually don't know if, one, any of them will exist, well, and two, like, kind of anything about mm, them, right? Like, you're just mm, hoping that they're going to mm-hmm. be good, and you're excited about the possibility of goodness. So many times I've noticed that, to me, the anticipation of something is better than the actual thing. Uh, it's the, just the general... 
sense of anticipation of talking about it with friends, of talking about it with readers, and waiting for something is often better than... It's like Christmas. You're waiting for Christmas, but then mm-hmm. when you get the presents, it's done. It's over. So, yeah, in a way, I, I guess it's the anticipation. You know, the whole... When it comes to Apple, especially the whole rumor phase and speculating on the show, it's it's always fun uh, when we do the podcasts about, you know, uh, something that, that's, you know, that rumor bro- blogs are writing about. So, yeah, the, the possibility of something happening is, to me, often more exciting than, yeah, there's a new iPad, okay. And, I mean, that's awesome because, you know, maybe I get to write a review about the, about the new iPad, but also the possibility of discussing and waiting and anticipating that is, uh, it, it's fun, yeah. All right, then. Well, tell me something that you are working for in 2018. Hmm. Uh, so, this is not about work, but I want to say that my big project for 2018, and don't take it the wrong way, um, I'm working on myself. That's my, that's my answer. Um, 2017 was a, was a very stressful year for me um, for a bunch of reasons. Uh, nothing serious, but I felt that uh, with new responsibilities and with a lot of my plates, um, I wasn't enjoying, especially in the second half of the year, I wasn't enjoying working or spending time away from work as much as I used to do years before, like I, uh, to the point where I almost couldn't recognize myself. And and so I decided to make some changes Um and really, the the new year was just an ex- an excuse to you know to talk about it with my girlfriend over the holidays. What is that I don't like in in my routine? What is that I want to get better at? And uh, that includes a bunch of things that I'm that I'm trying that I, that I committed myself to do this year, such as not working less because I don't want to work less, but I want to work better. So uh, understanding things that I don't like to do that other people can do, and also try to allocate my time better. Um, so one of the things that I want to, that I, one of my big projects really, uh, which is n- nothing new, is be more frequent, have a more frequent output on the site. Uh, I don't want to spend, you know, month, months away working on a single thing uh, because I, m- I miss the days where I could see my name on Mac Stories um, every day. Hmm. And also I want to work on myself in terms of taking better care of myself. I, I want to work out uh, like three times a week at least. I want to meditate every single day. And these are things that I started doing for the past two weeks. And usually when I, when I, when I say I'm going to do this, I'm a very, um, I don't change my mind that easily when I, when I say I'm going to do this, that it means that I'm going to do it. So uh, it's only, we're only two weeks into January, but I want to end 2018 feeling better than last year and so whatever is necessary that's going to be my big project and then of course there's the work stuff uh, uh, there's some things that we're planning but I don't I don't want to talk about them just no. yet so no. the answer is I want to work on myself and I, w- I want to be more relaxed less stressed out and less burned out that's what I want to do I want to put that meditation point on the shelf for a moment see I use your favorite mm. word for you and uh, I wanted to just touch on the idea of, like you're talking about, it seems like you wanted to simplify some of your work, but with the output being more work? Like, is, is, that, is that what you, yeah. like, what, what, is, what, do you, what do you mean by this? Like, is it just getting rid of stuff you don't want to do or working mm-hmm. less or like, what, what is it? 
Well, part of that is not doing things that I don't like to do or that I'm just not good at. Uh, for example, you know, some email communication or some bookkeeping, um, I'm just not good at it. And I'm probably going to get somebody else to help me with those tasks. Um, but also, for example, spending less time on Twitter. Because, I, um, you know, I've been time tracking. And I know this is a favorite topic of Relay FM listeners. I've been time tracking myself for the past, in, throughout 2017. And at the end of the year, I realized just how much time I spend catching up with my timeline on Twitter or replying to people in my mansions. Um, and I realized, you know, all this time, I could have spent reading something and I could have spent working on writing stuff because I don't, I don't think that Twitter, uh, when it comes to tech discussions, is as useful to me as it was years, years ago. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I want to do is don't spend 10 hours a week on Twitter, maybe spend, you know, six of them writing or reading instead. And uh, all these small changes... Um, of delegating and reallocating my time, ultimately, I believe the output of, you know, I will be able to write more because what I want to do, I, I want to write. That's what I love to do. And I miss that. And I feel like in 2017, I didn't do as much writing as I wanted to do. So um, my goal is to find the, and I think I found some of them, but to find the areas where my time is not really worth spending on so that I can go back to reading and writing and just enjoying myself when I'm not working. So what is meditation for Federico Vettici? Uh, it's basically I uh, just 10 minutes every day listening to a Headspace session. Oh, you do Headspace? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was really skeptical of this stuff. Yep. Um, and what uh, I, I decided to give it a try. And it's really simple uh, because my idea was that you're basically... Uh, I was I was talking about this with my girlfriend uh, last year. I was like, I don't want to do any hippie stuff. Sure. You know, like, uh, and it's not really that. It's no. more about like breathing exercises. Yeah. Um, and being able to... Uh, they call it body scan. So mm -hmm. to be able to listen to... And and my girlfriend, she, she told me, uh, you know... I've been doing this stuff for ages. Why don't you try? And I'm finding it really useful to be able to give myself 10 minutes to just breathe and, and exercise my mind in a different way. And I feel better. Uh, I feel better since I started doing this. So yeah. that's what meditation is to me. I don't know. It'll probably change over time. I'm not sure. I'm new to this. Uh, but so far, it's quite nice. So Adina uses the Headspace thing uh, to help her sleep. So I hear it a lot because she puts it on to sleep. So I've gotten to the point, Federico, where I do an impression of the Headspace guy. Oh, really? Would you like to hear my impression? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Hi, and welcome to Take 10. That's my impression <laughs> of the Headspace guy, uh, which I do all the time. I'm also, I also find this is, this is the deep Headspace jokes now. He has a real obsession with chairs. He's always talking about chairs. Yes. Right? Yes. All the time. So I refer to it as the chair guy. That's what I call yes. uh, the Headspace thing. I, I'm unfortunately, I, I am familiar with how good this stuff is. I can't use it because I am now mostly just frustrated by it. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. most of the time what happens is, and this happened last night, uh, Adina listens to the first sentence and she falls asleep. So I have to sit and listen to the next 10 minutes 
on my own and I don't want it. So I'm usually I'm usually listening to Headspace against my will, but I I am aware of how many people use it and how good it is. So and I've been thinking about maybe maybe trying to find something else. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Plus as well, and I keep I keep meaning to buy a you know a Headspace subscription because she just listens to the same ones over and over again as part of the oh, free no. thing. So I have heard these so many times uh, at this point. She uh, just likes the sound of the guy's voice; it like calms her down. I described uh, to Sylvia the Headspace guy as because she was like, "What does it sound like?" And I was like, uh, "It's like a soothing Johnny Ive." That's yeah. what I went for because she's familiar with Johnny yeah, Ive. He so. has a weird accent. I, I can't. I can't place. It's kind of a London accent. It's it's an interesting accent, but it's close enough to mine that I can I can do my little impression. So, mm-hmm. uh, Federico, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Sure. So I now have Jason Snell joining me. Jason, everybody else I have introduced v- with saying the other podcasts that they do. Uh, that's going to take too long. So Jason hosts a lot of shows on Relay FM and a lot of shows on The Incomparable. Uh, if I no, had no, to no, list... No, 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 let me, let me, let me, free agents, download, lift off, upgrade, the incomparable TV talk machine, total party kill, the incomparable radio theater, robot or not, what did I leave out? See? This is the thing, you left some out, probably. Who knows? Nobody even knows. All, all the great shows. If this is a great show, Jason's <laughs> on it. Uh, Jason, thank you for joining me for this special episode of Analog. Jason Snell, can you tell me something that you are excited about for 2018? I don't know. I'm. Uh, this is going to be terrible, but I feel like I am excited to keep going and doing what I'm doing, and that's really a boring answer. But like, I, I after being out on my own for a while, I feel like I've gotten a groove at least to a certain degree. Like mm. with the podcasts, um, they don't. They keep changing too. That's the beauty of it. Is like. Um, Download continues to be a challenge for me. Like, um, I, it's a different show than the other shows I do, and it requires more um, more prep work by me and Stephen Hackett, and it requires more host work by me. Like to the point where it is the only podcast I do where I'm really aware of my. I don't know. I don't know if stress is the right word, but my like concern of that it's coming up and that I need to do a good job and that I need to prep for it on all those things. Like I, I haven't internalized it where it's just like, it's not like I'm not concerned about the quality of upgrade or something. It's that I've internalized all of that. And with download, it's still like, you know, it, it's still uh, something that I'm working on and thinking about and haven't kind of like got it so that I know it by heart. Yeah. And I, I, I hope to, I hope to get there with that, but that's, um, you know, but a lot of what I do, it, it, it is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it changes from day to day. So I, I don't have a lot of like what I'm looking forward to specifically, you know, we just did an episode of upgrade where we talked about our dreams and hopes for like Apple and, and, and iOS stuff in 2018. It's like, I'm, I'm honestly, I just got a brand, brand new, iMac Pro. I have an iPhone 10. I'm kind of happy with the tech stuff. I'm not. I'm not necessarily like really super excited about um, something new this year for Apple because I think it maybe will be less dramatic a year. Although I would love to be proven wrong. Um, and yeah, and personally and professionally, um, things are kind of still going. My daughter enters her college year 
this year in terms of taking the uh, standardized tests and applying for uh, college stuff this year. So on a personal level, I think that's going to be our big thing this year is, uh, is dealing with that. I'm not sure I'm looking forward to that, (laughs) but I'm going to have to deal with that. And that's going to be, there's going to be a lot of kind of drama there as she enters her senior year this fall. And, you know, my son goes to starts high school this fall. And so that's going to be a big adaptation for him. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that stuff too. And, and then, you know, a bunch of stuff is, is, uh, is also going on, you know, family and friend wise, we've got some friends who are going to move and that's sad because it's, you know, there, we haven't had one of those in a, in a long time where we had people moving out of state. Uh, but that's going to happen this year and that's going to be sad and there's going to be change, a lot of change this year. I think this is going to be a, a big change year, but, um, some of it is just kind of being prepared to, ride those changes when they happen from a work perspective do you feel comfortable like do you feel at this point that like things are okay like you don't live in a state of existential dread that it's all going to come crashing down around you well for a lot more on that you can listen to free agents everybody but (laughs) uh where david sparks and i talk about that that hovering cloud of existential dread but um uh, you know, it comes and goes. I don't. I don't wake up at two in the morning afraid that everything is going to be awful and ruined as often as I used to. <laughs> um, still happens, but not as often. Um, I don't ever want to let myself be comfortable because the nature of my business and where the money is coming from and where I need to put my focus is always shifting. Like 2017 was the year where I became a podcaster first and a writer second in terms of how I make my living, which was a big milestone. Um, but I'm also aware that things can change in a in a heartbeat. Like if something dramatically happened on the podcast side and, you know, a lot of people I know would be like, oh no, what do we do now? <laughs> right. And but I, I and I don't think I don't <laughs> think it's gonna be dramatic, but like changes happen. So um, like I said, I feel like I'm, I'm in a good place and finding a good rhythm, but I'm always questioning. Um, I, I, but I don't have that. I don't have that existential cloud right now. I, I talked about this on free agents a couple episodes ago that I got a job. Well, it wasn't a job offer. I was given a, an opportunity. I was called up by a large company that isn't Apple, but a, a leading company, who wanted to interview me for a a role. And I said I would do the interview because it was sort of fascinating. This job was fascinating and the the company was interesting. Um, And yes, it's a company everybody's heard of, but I'm not going to say what it is. And in the end, there was, there was changes to their budget or whatever else. And we, you know, we canceled the meeting and I never even met with them, which is too bad because it would have been fun. Um, but one of the things that Lauren and I talked about during that period was like, what would it take? <laughs> like, what would it take for me to go back to a corporate job and work, you know, and commute um, and, you know, and and potentially depending on the job, like what would it take to move and uproot my family? And I started to think about it and we actually looked at the finances because I had always sort of internalized that we were on the razor's edge and one false move and that existential cloud would just, you know, come down and eat us. And it 
it forced me, we, we looked up the numbers and it forced me to look at it and say, things are going fine. Like again, could change in a moment, but, um, that was really useful. Not only in the sense that I suddenly realized it was unlikely that this company was going to be able to offer me. I would be shocked if they offered me a job so good that I would take it honestly, given how well I'm doing, doing this, um, and how much I like being here in my home working on this stuff. But it also gave me a perspective of like, I need to not run my life and my business like I'm about to go underwater because that makes you make bad decisions, like bad personal decisions. Like I'm going to be away from my family in order to do this job that doesn't pay very well because we need more money and bad business decisions, which is I'm taking work that I shouldn't take because I think I should say yes to every offer that comes my way, even though, um, I only have so much time and energy in my life and I'm already doing okay. So unless it's like better than things I'm doing, I should say no. And that, and so it was a good, it was a good thing, even though I didn't ever even go and talk to those people who approached me about that job. It did kick off this whole internal process in like uh, me reevaluating where I am with the stuff that I've been doing for the last three plus years. And it was, those were good answers and it was good to get that reinforcement that, that I'm doing okay. And is there anything specific, like, is there something that you're working on this year, something you want to achieve in 2018? Um, I think doing things, I don't have like a, a percolating podcast project. Well, I do sort of, I mean, there's always like a, a thing out there. I, 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 my general, opinion and official stance is that I am full up on podcasts. Like I, and and in general, I'm full up on commitments. Like I feel like I am doing everything I can possibly do and I couldn't do more. So even though I toy with ideas, a lot of that is like, what would I stop doing in order to do this thing? What would I have to cut back on? And so that's actually kind of what my thing is for 2018 is not anything specific, but it is to continue to evaluate if there are things where I'm spending time on something that it would be better for me to stop doing or depending on what it is for me to pay somebody else to do. So I don't have to do it because most of the burden of all the things I do is just on me. There are some exceptions. Lauren does the books for the business. I pay some freelance podcast editors to do a couple of the podcasts that I produce. But a lot of it is just on me. And so you end up in that situation, sort of like what I was saying before, which somebody comes to you with an opportunity to do X and you say, okay, I can't do this without stopping doing something else. Um, But I want to do this. Then it becomes a question of like, what do you stop doing? Or, you know, I'm going to pay you this much to do this thing. And that's an interesting opportunity. I, I start to think like, okay, do I pay somebody else less presumably to do this thing and take it off my plate so that I can do this new thing that pays better? Um, or just go to somebody who's paying me less and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I can't, I'm sorry. Um, so it's being, it's, it, it's that kind of thing, um, which I did some last year. That was sort of my 2017 was to, to um, embrace using some outside help for some of the stuff I was doing. And it was a big, I think a big success because it allowed me to take a bunch of things off my plate that were on my plate. And that my guess is more of that will happen in 2018 where I following up on my realizations from last year, where I say, um, why am I still doing this? And because I want to have complete control over it is not a good enough answer, especially if it's taking time away from my family or taking time away from other work I should be doing. 
Awesome. Thank you, Jason Snell. Thanks, Mike Hurley. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Pingdom. Start monitoring your websites and servers today at pingdom.com slash RelayFM. You'll get a 14-day free trial, and if you use the code analog at checkout, you'll get 30%, 30%, 30%, 30% off your first invoice. Pingdom are an amazing company that do something super simple, fantastically well. What they will do is tell you if your website is available or not. Now, to do this, you need a ton of incredible infrastructure because what Pingdom do is they monitor this from servers all over the world. They have global test servers that emulate visits to your site, checking its availability as often as every minute. 70 of them you need to make sure that all around the world people can get to your website because things break on the internet all the time. And let me give you some statistics here. Every single month, Pingdom detects 13 million outages. That is more than 400,000 outages every day. And you would say, Mike, that is a huge number. Well, let me throw something else at you. This is just the people that use Pingdom. So there are millions and millions of these outages more. Everyone should use Pingdom because no matter what type of website size you have, they will be able to give you this vital information. And these days, with websites becoming more and more sophisticated, they include a bunch of dependencies. They have contact forms and e-commerce checkouts and logins and search functions and tons more. Pingdom can monitor each of these interactions independently. So if you're login functionality breaks, they can tell you about that. It's not just about a whole site. It's not a binary thing anymore because stuff breaks all the time and websites are super complicated. But to use Pingdom, it's really easy. You just give them the URL that you want to be monitored and they take care of the rest. You will be able to tell them how you want to be notified. They do email and text message and push notification. You could choose all of them. We have all of them turned on for RelayFM so we'll know if something bad's happening. You'll then be alerted immediately if something goes wrong so you can fix that error before the downtime affects you. Look, you don't want to be caught out when someone wants to access your site. You need Pingdom. Check it out today and you'll be the first to know when your site's down. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM for a 14-day free trial and use the code analog at checkout to get yourself a wonderful 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. So now I'm joined by uh, the wonderful Brad Dowdy, my co-host on the Pen Addict podcast. Thank you for joining me for this special episode, Brad. Yeah, sure thing, Mike. So, Brad, can you tell me something that you're excited for in 2018? <laughs> these are these are tough questions, mm. Mike. Like right out the gate, you just you know hammer me with the, the hard stuff. I don't waste no time around here. Yeah. So, the thing I'm, it, it's a personal thing for me. What I'm most excited about is controlling the time I spend online, controlling my social media feeds to effectively give me a more positive worldview <laughs> if that makes sense so like i can control social media like what i see and this is not trying to avoid like realities of the world or things like that but control when and where i see you know news and politics and angst and anger there's enough of that going on i don't need to see that in my social media feeds and I'm because I'm such a social big social media feed user, especially Twitter and Instagram. So I took it upon myself to control those things by filters and mutes and blocking into making I, I don't want to spend my time online in a frustrated 
manner. I want to enjoy things. I want to enjoy people. I want to have engage in conversations. And I found that places like Twitter can get really sideways really quickly. And I've been very, very guilty of that. So I've taken it into my own hands to where I control what I see and anyone can do this. And, you know, I get my news in other platforms than my social media platforms, you know, through news apps or things like that, get that when I want it. And, you know, when I want to learn and, you know, I'm very aware of what's going on in the ra- in the world around us and I'm involved in lots of different things, but I want to use my time online socially to engage in more positive conversation, more positive thought, put me in a better place mentally. And I just think, you know, getting into that healthy type place for me is I've been very excited. We've talked about it on our show, uh, the pen addict that I'm excited for this year because last year was just kind of a mess in lots of ways for lots of people. And I didn't realize, or I realized, but never implemented anything that, Hey, I'm in control here. So I'm taking control over 2018. That's what I'm excited for this year. And, uh, it's so far so good. You know, we're a whole whopping, not even three weeks into the year. We'll see how my plan works, but I'm pretty happy so far. Are you doing anything to limit the amount of time that you're spending on social media? Or are you just limiting what you're seeing whilst you're there? I'm actually spending more time on social media because it's enjoyable for me. And, you know, that it's just part of who I am now, right? So I work for myself, you know, over the past two years. It's been just over two years that I started, that I left my corporate job and work for myself. And I've realized that I need to spend more time on social media to help build my businesses that I run. And in doing that, you know, I spending more time on these platforms, I expose myself to lots of things that I don't really want to see and or don't really need to waste my time on at that time. So I've actually found it allows me to spend more time because I like it. I mean, I'm not going to hide from the fact that I like Twitter, but I make Twitter what I want it to be. Right. You know, following the things and the topics and, you know, the you know, the friends that I want to discuss. And it's not in a way to ignore reality because that's important too. I just get that information in different places at different times now, instead of everything bombarding me um, at the time I'm using social media that I use it for just a more positive force in my life. And Brad, can you tell me something that you are working for in 2018? Was was something going on in your life that you're working towards something you're trying to achieve? <laughs> this is a hard thing to say, which I guess is why I'm working on it. I'm working on more self-promotion. Like, I'm not going to be shy about promoting myself and my work anymore. It's taken me two years to get to this point and realizing that I have a business that's built around me and my thoughts and my work and I'm proud of it. I'm good at it and I want people to know about it. So you've always prompted me over the years to talk about myself more, my business more. 
And I'd be like, really, do we have to talk about that? <laughs> I mean, how many times have I said that to you over the well, past several years? Well, I've ended up just doing, it's just hijacking the show <laughs> instead and just talking about a thing that you're doing because you won't do it or have been unwilling to do it previously. <laughs> I've realized that it's okay to promote yourself and your work. And that's just something I completely avoided for the past couple of years. And if you're a person trying to run your own business, that's just a dumb idea, mm-hmm. right? You have to be, I have got this newfound confidence in the work that I do, and I'm very proud of it. Good. And it's okay to share that, you know, that I'm happy with what I do, and here's what I do, and, you know, I hopefully you like it too. And, you know, there's a balance with all these things, right? Well, my balance had swung too far to not talking about things and just letting people discover. I always thought, I always came from a place, well, the work stands for itself. Okay. You know, the work I do, people will find it and if they like it, you know, hopefully they'll stay. Well, the work I do is good. So I want to share it more than just having people stumble upon it. I want to get out there more, you know, be more, you know, promotional, not in a, you know, in a gross advertising way, but just in an availability and a proudness and a confidence of the work that I do. So that's, uh, that's really my biggest change for this year. It's just being more confident in being, Hey, it's okay to talk about the work that I do. Cause I'm awfully proud of it. As you should be, Brad. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Joining me from top four, the wonderful Arments, uh, Tiff and Marco. Thank you so much for joining me for this special episode of Analog. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Oh no, it's a pleasure. Uh, I had to, I had to get some some real like heavy hitters to replace Casey, so I figured I had to call you too. Uh, so pew, pew. I will ask you, Tiff. I will start with you. Um, tell me something that you are excited for in 2018. I'm pretty excited about your wedding, honestly. <laughs> oh, I had that on my oh, list. You are you Stole are it. the first person to say it, therefore you win. Uh, really? I have oh. I have spoken to like five people so far and none of them have said it, and I've taken it as a personal affront every single time. Uh so thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. that totally just proves it cements our friendship right there. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure you're excited for and working for your wedding. Yeah, so like that. It, this it seems like it should be a for an theme. international wedding to go to one. Like that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. I've never been to an, an international wedding before. I know it's going to be fantastic. So many fun accents. It's going to be. Cool. I am ha- basically <laughs> having an international wedding without leaving home. It's very peculiar, but it does feel very <laughs> yeah. international for us. We're very excited. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. So yeah, so that in addition to that, um, any other travel we're doing throughout the year. So I'm pretty excited for pen shows and your wedding and where else are we going i don't know places summertime yeah beach <laughs> yeah the beach <laughs> it's mostly your wedding <laughs> get back to london since we've already been in london this year yep but i'm really excited to go back because i kind of fell in love good not gonna lie yeah me too it doesn't surprise me like in the same way that i fell in love with new york it's like if you yeah. like the place that you live and one of those places is either New York or London, you will probably like the other one. Yeah. They too, they kinda of, they're like sister cities. It goes hand in hand. Most definitely. It's very good. So Marco, you have to pick something else now. What are you excited for in twenty eighteen? So I guess this is much less interesting now because Tiff took the good one. <laughs> um, but I would say the Mac. 
And what? I, you know, I've I've gone through. I know. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Tiff. I, like I've gone through. You know, the last few years for the Mac have been pretty rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like it has been on the back burner, or neglected, or retired in, in many ways in, in in the last few years. And it seems like there there was a probably a course correction that happened sometime maybe a year or a year and a half ago, or some somewhere in that ballpark. And we're starting to see the fruits of that. Um, I think the iMac Pro is one of those things. It's it's just amazingly good. The Mac Pro that's going to come hopefully later this year um, is hopefully going to be another one of these things. And uh, you know maybe they'll fix the laptops too. And so it, it seems like Apple is fixing the Mac. So I'm very happy about that. Let me ask you about this, right? Because uh, you know obviously I'm happy for it. Everybody's happy for it. But what is the result of this? Like, what is the end result? Like. How far is Apple going to push this? Is it just like taking things back to normal, or will they? Is there going to be some kind of advancement that goes comes out of all of this? What I, I think, what what I want at least, I, I I can't obviously speak for all Mac users, but what I want is for the Mac to be properly maintained and brought forward, and and that's that's vague, and you know that could be interpreted lots of different ways, uh, but I, I think it's pretty clear that. For a while there, it wasn't being properly maintained and brought forward. I think they're showing that they are doing that a little bit better probably now with the hardware. I hope to see that. I hope to see the hardware story play out more throughout the rest of this year. The software is still a big question mark on whether they are properly maintaining and bringing the software forward. Mm -hmm. Um, We will see. We don't really see a lot of signs of that happening now, but, but that could all just be because it isn't public yet. Um, or it could be that, they're, that they aren't doing it at all. That would be sad. But we'll see what happens there. The hardware definitely seems like it is now back on the right track. Software, big question mark. All right, Tiff, let's bring this uh, back to reality a little bit. Um, tell me something that you're working for in 2018. All right. This is like a, a year of doing art stuff for me. I hope we were going here. I'm pleased about this. Okay. <laughs> And even today, I've just been obsessing over where to do art things. So I think that this year for me is um, really carving out a physical space somewhere, either in our home or outside of our home, where I can do art things. And I've recently started doing some oil paintings, um, really kind of sloppily. Like I'm not using the right mediums or the right canvases or the right sealants. I'm sure. Well, these are, it's these are literally your first like two oil <laughs> I paintings. No, but like I've been doing a re- lot of reading now, and I'm like, ooh, didn't do that. Ooh, it's, didn't it's do that. People usually do this like in art school, like wh- or when they're much younger. Like you don't have to be embarrassed that you don't know what you're doing yet yeah. because oh, no, you've I'm done like the old person in school. No, no, no but, this but, is the beginning of every hobby. Two. The beginning of every hobby yes. is getting a hundred percent of it wrong. Like that's that's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what I'm seeing. And what I'm also learning is that it's really messy of a hobby. And if you put paint down on something, you can't put paint down on anything else because you have to leave that thing in the space that you carved out to make it Mm -hmm. to dry. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning that I will very quickly accidentally paint my entire house um, (laughs) (laughs) with either paintings or moving my brushes around to the various sinks to try and wash them. Um, so I, I really do need some kind of space for that. So I'm really realizing that 2018 is committing some sort of space to that. And in addition to that, really putting in the time in that space. So it's kind of like a cementing that I'm actually doing this and that I'm going to invest in the space and I'm going to be present in that space and make things instead of just finding a space and like letting it get dusty. So 
yeah, it's like more of a commitment than I think a lot of my other hobbies, which, you know, kind of started with like sitting on the couch and doing like knitting or something, you know, like that's a small hobby that you can move around and you don't need a big room for, but turns out oil painting, you, you need a, you need a lot of room. So let me ask you, like, why are you doing this? Like, do you want to maybe one day get to the point where you would sell stuff or do you have like something you need to get out artistically like what is the the reason for kind of pushing into past where you are right now which is like where you know you you like me like to collect pens and writing instruments this is a whole next level thing this is like going out and creating a thing like what is what is the reason for that i think is the reason now is i don't know i just kind of want to find a voice in art like I, I look at other people and I admire their work and I like what they're doing and I can copy it to practice, but I want to find my own thing that I can mm-hmm. do. And it feels like if if you look at it, you're like, oh, that reminds me of Tiff, the artist. No, <laughs> that sounds really weird. Um, but that's kind of why I want to do it. It's more creative. And I, I always joke because whenever my parents and you know, your parents are always proud of you about stuff. And whenever they see something, they're like, Oh, you should sell that. And I'm like, Oh, dad, stop trying to monetize my hobby. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a hobby. I don't want to think about like a business. Oh, you should make greeting cards. Like, no, I don't want to commit to greeting cards. Like, I don't, I don't think I want to monetize it. I mean, if someone sees something and wants to buy it, that would feel really weird and I would be like no just have it because I don't even know what I would sell it for uh but I mean I guess if I get enough canvases around and they're starting to stack up I'm going to need to do something with them but yeah I think it's just getting that out I've always admired artists and now I realize that I'm tired of being afraid to do it and I should just do it I'm very keen 2018 I'm I'm very keen to see where you are in a year from now I'm just very keen to see how this how this ends up manifesting itself i hope i'm somewhere i hope uh, it's not uh, just yeah. a hobby that ends up in the back drawer you know yeah but the, even if it's even if you never sell a painting it, like in a year from now you could just be like man i love doing this and i'm really good at it right like that you know that's like a whole different thing that's like a whole thing of its own and i'll th- throw my 10 cents in or whatever however many cents it is you're supposed to throw in and say that i think you should try and get a space because art is also really messy and you'll destroy your home eventually probably with oil paintings i would expect and it also smells very strongly Mm. also so it's like even doing it like in the guest room or something it's like (laughs) oh then everyone has to sleep in like paint fumes (laughs) super fun (laughs) okay marco tell me something that you're working for in 2018 so Part of it is kind of like, I mean, I know it's just kind of like resolution season, um, but I have over the last couple of weeks been experimenting with to-do managers and and other ways to improve my just general processes and discipline for getting things done and managing, not in the trademark sense, but just getting tasks done and uh, and managing my life a little bit better because I, I've I've always been pretty slop, sloppy and undisciplined in a lot of those areas and I'm not going to suddenly become perfect, but I'm at least getting less bad at that. And that's why I w- intend to keep doing that. Um, I also, uh, for a more specific project, I really hope this year to tackle a the first real Overcast redesign. Uh, I think oh, the, the, the Overcast design, I, I initially made it in 
the very early iOS 7 days. Um, it was very much an iOS 7-y looking app. And I've evolved it in small ways over time since then. But I think the entire look of the app is now somewhat dated. And it, and there's problems with things like reachability on the iPhone 10 that is causing many people to have to redo, uh, you know, just general app design and layout of controls and everything else like that. So I want to kind of take advantage of this and... Uh, like as an opportunity to finally really redesign the Overcast app and really like rethink it from rethink the the UI structure from the ground up for today's phones and today's aesthetic. Do you plan to still do this on your own? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I always I hear you know critiques from designers whenever I do anything saying you know you really should have hired a real designer to do this because like the spacing on these things is wrong or whatever and there are times when I have hired quote real designers and they've been fine um, but this is the kind of thing where the like my process for making Overcast has always been inextricably tied between like it, it's it's like a there's a constant like mesh and back and forth between the coding side, the design side, the feature side, and all of that happens inside my head. And, and so it can happen kind of integratively without, without a lot of overhead, uh, without a lot of time delay. And I can know things like, you know, be, be, because I am the UI designer for the vast majority of the things I do, I can also know what the code will need here or what the pitfalls will be. I'm also the person who has been seeing tweets and support emails for the last, you know, for what, three, four years, knowing what confuses people, knowing what people won't find in practice or what issue something might have. So by keeping it all in my head, it, I, I'm not the best UI designer that, that exists in the world. Uh, but I think I'm a good enough UI designer that I can get close enough to something that is like, you know, quote, well-designed uh, visually. And because I have all that other stuff in my head from the experience of building and running and operating and supporting Overcast for all this time, I think what I can come up with myself is a better overall solution, a more usable overall solution, even though it might not look as perfect as it could possibly look because I have all that experience of knowing like, how people actually respond to this and what actually works and what's actually maintainable code wise and what's easy and what's not. There's like an interesting parallel between the two things that you two are doing here where there's like a, an artistic endeavor to it, you know, in, in that you both don't necessarily feel like this is what you know, but it's something that you care about. So you want to make it look the way you want it to look. That's that's interesting. Yeah. It's I never, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> I never figure that out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. High yeah. five, man. Yeah, Bing. <laughs> Marco, Tiff, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Today's episode of Analog is brought to you by Squarespace. Use the offer code FEELS at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create the website that you need for your next idea or project. And with the ability to grab a unique domain name, take advantage of wonderful, customizable, beautiful award-winning templates, and have it all be backed up with 24-7 customer support if you need any help, you can see quite clearly 
that Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building a website. There is nothing to install, no patches to worry about or upgrades that you need to take care of. They've got all that stuff covered. If you want to create a blog, a portfolio, maybe you want to sell stuff so you want to integrate an online store into your website, you can do all of that. We're spending time today, actually, as I'm recording this, working on our wedding website because we're building that with Squarespace. And what I like is that you're able to customize stuff. They have great templates for weddings too. Um, And you can put like password protection on it and everything. It really is just excellent. It's got everything that we need. It's got all of the pages. I like that the templates for stuff like weddings, it features a bunch of copy. So like a bunch of copy that they've written, which is like for examples, but some of it's written so well, we're kind of just leaving it in place for our website. So really is an amazing service. Their plans start at just $12 a month but you can start a trial with no credit card required today by going to squarespace.com. Then when you decide to sign up, use the offer code FEELS, F-E-E-L-S, to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for analog. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this episode. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. All right, so every guest that I've had has a podcast, and I have been introducing them as the host of said podcast. But you do not have a podcast yet. Um, so I guess I will, uh, listeners of Analog know who you are. You are Adina Niemtu. You are my fiance, soon to be my bride, my wife, <laughs> soon. It's terrible. Welcome to Analog. Thank you. Thank you. I need no introduction, I'm sure. <laughs> but you got a pretty long one, longer than yeah, anybody else's. Yeah, I got a longer else's. one, so I'm pleased with that. I have two questions for you. These yes. answers will be very important. Okay. Tell me something that you're excited for in 2018. Well... As many of your listeners know already. All of them that all, listen to this everyone show. Everyone who listen every episode. Uh, 2018 is our wedding year. Whoop, whoop. whoop. Um, it's it's going to happen soon. It's coming. It's there. Next uh, week. Surprise. No. <laughs> we still have so much to do. Yeah. Um, and the part I'm most excited about it's not necessarily the wedding itself, and that is an exciting part. That definitely is an exciting and part. And all being married to you. Not looking okay. forward to that. I am <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> but the part I'm most and most excited about is the fact that for one day in our lifetime, basically, I'm, I don't think this will ever repeat, or hopefully it might, uh, is that all of our close friends and family will be in one room. No, this is never going to happen again. This no, is the no, only time this, this will, will ever happen. happen. This yeah, exactly. There is no event that this will ever happen for again. Yeah, what I'm saying. And I'm very excited about that. I'm sure it'll be stressful as hell to try to get to spend time with everyone. and But it'll probably be enough to know that all of our close friends and family are with us on this ride. They can celebrate with us and we get to show them where we live, what we enjoy, Um in the space of a day, basically. Yeah, because everybody tells me, and we will have people that are composing tweets to this effect immediately right now, we will not remember anything from the wedding day. Like, that is just (laughs) a thing that everybody says, and I totally understand it, but we'll have the pictures. Like, we will have pictures of my family and your family together, which has never happened. Our parents haven't met. Um I don't even know. Like your brother hasn't met anyone from my family, has he? Did he? Um, meet, has he met my brother? No, maybe Callum. I really don't remember. But um, like just that, and then all of our friends. You know, even like I've said this before, but like even for me, people that I've been friends with for years don't know have never met each other yeah they don't all know each other yeah uh well i think it's first of all the families uh, the extended families as well as siblings um 
my friends meeting yours, some of my friends listen to your friends' podcasts out of the blue completely. It's insane. So hopefully they I won't be too... very famous friends. That's, that's what the situation is. <laughs> very popular. Even very in Romania, yes. All the great shows. Um, so... Yeah, I'm quite excited about that one. And I think I think something we need to remember to do on the day is to just take a set reminders every hour and just like take a break and try to take it in, take a mental snapshot or something. What f- what TV show is that where it's like that super cheesy moment where they're like, oh, I'm going to take a mental oh, picture and they're like, click. What that, is that's that? That's the Alec Baldwin character in Friends. I think he was Phoebe's boyfriend or guest at no, some party. No, no, it's not. It, it was, was no, uh, it was a super emotional moment, uh, like where everybody was taking these like mental images of the day. Oh man! I've, okay, I, that sounds lame, but the is. idea is that every every once every hour to just try to take a break from the craziness and try to be in the moment and see what's happening around you and try oh, to remember those. This is, those this is moments. driving me crazy now. Because otherwise, it'll just escape from you yeah. the whole day will just go by and then it'll be 3 a.m and you'll be what what did just happen what tv show or is it a tv show or a movie well i'm sure your listeners will uh, reply to you with, like uh, the answer because i remember like there it starts out as like a little joke but they use it as like a way to hit the emotions do you know it's the office it's the office pam and jim do it in the office Oh, okay. But I, I can't remember, I remember what event it's for. It might be their wedding. Oh, I, I think that, yeah, they keep doing this um, yep. gestures in the air, like they're taking a photo. Okay, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, I think... It, yes, it is, because it's like when all those things start going wrong. Do you remember, like, he, yeah, has, yeah, yeah. he cuts his tie for her because she's ripped <laughs> her veil, and then she looks at him all teary-eyed and goes... Click and makes like the the, sh- the camera motion with our hands. I'm really oh. pleased that we come to the bottom of this. Uh, yeah, in the space. That's the this. most important thing of 2018 yeah. was coming to the bottom of that mystery. <laughs> and yeah, I just want that type of wedding where we have fun with it and we don't get frustrated because something goes wrong because that's part of the experience and things go wrong. And yeah. luckily, we'll have loads of people around us to, to help hide it from us <laughs> when it's happening. I think that we have both felt the whole time about the fact that this has always just been about the gathering it's about the party yeah and yeah and i really love that because that's a wedding i want to have it's more about us spending time with our friends and showing them what we like what we enjoy and show us show them our home because 90 percent of our guests live either in america we're not getting married in our house like you mean no no but london in general (laughs) london yeah and for a lot of people this will be the first time they come to london Mm -hmm. and a lot of people will turn it into a mini holiday. So another thing I'm excited about is that as part of this wedding, I'm will try and I have to actually because we have everything booked. But I have to take and I want to take a month off around the wedding so that uh, we can spend time with the friends and family coming here to visit. But also we'll go traveling a bit, mm-hmm. the honeymoon, the actual honeymoon. And I've never had a month off work, so I'm really excited about just taking this mini yeah. sabbatical. I really think that you, at some point, you need to tell your boss at some point. Yes, I hope he doesn't listen to this show. He knows who you are. Well, and he knows you're you a podcaster. Uh, Mr. I... Mr. Boss, if you're listening, <laughs> if you don't want some month off, consider this the uh, the official <laughs> notice of such. Yeah, yeah, I, I have are to. Are you willing to say on the show what you will do if you don't get that month? <laughs> I, I I mean yeah I mean because we have all of our flights booked I need to get that time off and it, and you want all of it and right? I want like, all of it because it doesn't make sense yeah. to break it off um, 
So if they won't give it to me in this job, I'll just have to find another job. And so basically, if, if Adina doesn't get the holiday she wants, she's straight up quitting. Yeah, I mean, I've been enough time with this agency. In, ad- in advertising, we move around quite a lot, mostly because you never get promotions or raises in your per- current role. It's you like always any, have to it's move like around. Any job. I suppose. Yeah, I, it is. It is. Um, so I guess if if they if they are, I'm I'm tired of moving around. But if they're not going to give this to me, I think it's a deal breaker, and I will have to move on. Because and I guess I guess it's worth stressing. This is something that your company does do. You're not coming to them with yeah. like some random request of like, let me take two weeks unpaid leave. No, I think that the, a lot of the advertising agencies, because they've lost their. Uh, glitter let's say their fame and all of that they try to and they want to keep millennials working in there and attract them they're trying to be more flexible about things than they are my hr department i've already spoken to them and they're fine so it will just be my boss's decision but i oh you i have to find a perfect moment to um drop this on I think him you just need to just just tell him because yeah obviously the, t- the clock is ticking you know yeah because the longer you leave it. it the more other people are going to book their holidays in True, true. It's still January. I'm not worried about it. But we're getting I, married next week. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, I'll. Uh, I have. I have to get that done, and I will do it. And I'm very excited about it. Okay. So tell me something that you're working for in 2018. Can't be the wedding. Okay. Because that's cheating. So the other thing that I'm excited about and I need to work towards this year is uh, my British citizenship. Woo! Can you sing the national anthem? No, I wanted to ask you to do that. Why uh, do I need to sing the national anthem? Because you know it. I, yeah, I know it. You need to learn it. So can well, you give us a few that's bars? that's why I'm not a British citizen yet. Can you give us a few bars? I know it's God Save the Queen. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's not even the first line, but we'll go with it. Oh, no. Well, well, it's close, but you're missing a couple of words. Well, par- why I need to work for it and towards it is that part of me getting anthem. a part of... Yes, it is part of me getting the British citizenship. So at the moment, I am um, a permanent resident in the UK, which, which means is the thing you had to apply for. And like it, that isn't something you get just because you've lived here for a while. You had to like it, fill in a big application and stuff. Yeah, and prove a lot of things. I mean, it, part of it is that you do have to live here for a while. That's the only way you can enter the next part where you can actually apply for it. You're eligible to apply, apply for it. But um, the next step, and the thing is I'm a permanent resident, so no one can throw me out of the country come Brexit. So for me, the benefits of becoming a citizen are that, um, well, the biggest one is that I can travel throughout the Commonwealth without a visa. And you can travel to other countries more easily, right? Because like America, it's not a Commonwealth country, but I don't need oh, a visa, yeah, yeah. right? I just need to fill in a form. So at the moment, I have a visa f- as a tourist for America, but that will expire in about eight years. And if I have a British passport... I will no longer need a visa. I just need the a visa waiver thing, the ESTA, yeah. and Although, I just walk in. It's right. way easier. By the time I mean, that you actually for get the this time thing, being, yeah, we, for the time it all being, changes. being a British citizen makes it easier for you to get into America, but also into Canada and Australia and New Zealand, all of those countries that i'd love to visit one day yeah although you may by the time you get your passport you may need to end up getting visas for everything the other thing which might prove useful at some point is that i'll be able to vote on 
things that matter to me or national matters. So, for example, if another a second Brexit referendum comes along, I will be able to vote as a British citizen, which I can do at the moment as a permanent resident. There are things you can vote on, though. Oh Yeah, only things happening in my community, at local level. Can you not vote in the German election? No, national okay. matters. I can vote in those. So I'm quite lucky that both countries allow for dual citizenship, both UK and Romania. So that's one thing. But in order to get there, I will need to study for a life in the UK test, uh, which contains a series of questions on history, how you should behave as a member of the community. It is better than it sounds, right? Because we've been through some of it. And if you managed to pass it. I passed it because I live Thank in the UK. <laughs> but like that, that is it though. Like Most of the questions I found were like just general knowledge that yeah, British also, people tend to have. So it's having the British references. Some of them I, I didn't get, but I will need to learn. And it's, it's also the obvious ones, history, as I said, but also how the parliament works, how the political system I mean, and sort of that. Obviously not that you desperately need it because you've lived here for five years and these <laughs> have not become problems. But it is like... I get I get why that test Yeah, and exists. I think it's brilliant. I think people should know if they settle yeah. here permanently. Uh, the other part, which is the more painful part, is that I will have to list all of my trips outside of the UK for the past five years. Which in is this an impossible task. It is a task that no regular human can complete. Well, luckily, because we live on a, an island, we can only take flights to get out of here. I mean, we usually just take well, flights no, to get out of here. Or the Eurostar, which I've only taken once. Well, I've never taken Basically a Basically every so mode of transport. Trains, boats. It, it's, it's something that leaves... Uh, <laughs> paper trails luckily enough because yeah. we don't drive so just through our lifestyle we only take ticketed modes of transport <laughs> so, yeah, okay. so i can go I for my email and find them all but i have to go back for the past five years there is straight up no way that i could assemble that list accurately i wouldn't be able to do it i would not be able to do that. <laughs> there's just no way like yeah. i have all of the stuff but i just don't think i would be able to pull it together properly well, I mean, it's um, they only ask for the best of your knowledge. And yeah, you, if you miss one or two, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure that they're so crammed, they're so overwhelmed with applications that they don't. They try to, if anything feels wrong or feels weird, mm -hmm. they will look more into it. But if you're an outstanding um, resident you of the country as I am. You are very outstanding. Um, working hard and contributing to the economy i'm sure they'll just be fine with it you're an outstanding person I they am. just need to meet you and then they'll be like oh my gosh why have we waited so long <laughs> give this lady a visa immediately ah, but the best and absolutely best part of becoming a citizen is that i'll get the chance to pledge my allegiance to the queen which is part part of the worst sounding name the naturalization <laughs> ceremony yep. at the end of it you stand in the room so it's in the local town hall, yep. town hall ba basically. And, and they the have a picture of the queen and some flags. Yeah, it's the mayor usually or some councillor wearing one of those <laughs> ancient robes. He wears their robes, robes and they, they're, their chains and their wonderful hat. Yep. And you get all dressed up and it's a big it's a big event. And it's like <laughs> something that people seem to take a lot of pride in, Oh, which the, is wonderful. I keep seeing pictures from other Europeans who've taken, um, who've went through this ceremony. And it just looks amazing. I hope the one in uh, our um, borough uh, looks 
just as great We've and been there, really good we? in pictures. Oh no, we haven't been there. We mm, went I don't to think I've been bar. to this one, but I'm very excited about that one. And if they if they ask me to sing the anthem, I'm gonna have a problem as it stands right now. But I'm no, gonna try gonna to learn, learn it. it for I them. feel like. I feel like 100% you need to know the national anthem. It's yes. super simple. Like I, I it will it take an a, afternoon. I wish it was a bit, it had a bit more catcher music or something. I don't think it's But I, that it's, the, our national anthem <laughs> it's it's like gives you great pride. It's that kind of swelling orchestral music full of unbelievable pride. Do, do you want to have a go at it no. right now? No, no I know it, but I don't need to prove anything to you. Okay. <laughs> you got to learn it yourself. Okay, I need to prove something to you then. Yeah, and don't forget, our national anthem will change eventually. Uh-oh. That is true. Well, that's why I hope that I can get the citizenship thing done while the queen is still around. I want to well, but... pledge my allegiance to the queen. Okay, nobody else? No, no, I think you would pledge it to the king and queen, but the national anthem will be God save the, the king. king. Yeah, but I want to pledge mine to the queen. Which is interesting. I, I like the queen. Okay. I like her. All right. Well, thank you very much for your uh, participation. This has been a wild ride for everybody. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet, DNNM2? I am on Instagram. If oh. I would, uh, oh, send you will see. Okay, anywhere. I was joking, but this has been <laughs> taken on as a real task for you to get yourself more Instagram followers, hasn't it? <laughs> well, I'm trying to catch up on your list of followers, but that will never happen. Okay, what is your name on Instagram? It's Adina Nyamtu in one word. Do you want to spell that for people? I guarantee nobody knows no, how to spell no, your surname. No, no, no. Only the ones who want to work for it. A D I N A N E A M T U. Great. Great. The one and only. Yes. Yeah. Are you going to be a DNNM2 forever? I will change my name to Hurley, from Namtu to Hurley, uh, because people in this country have difficulties in pronouncing my name. So every time I go to the GP or the doctor or any waiting room, I always hear <laughs> people shouting my name in various ways. And when I notice that no one responds, I'm like, oh, I guess that was me. <laughs> Hurley's a sweet, sweet surname. Hurley's right? good. I like it. It's very British. Nice. I can pronounce it relatively well. Hurley. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, that was really good. Perfect. That's better than the last British accent you tried to do on this show. Oh, no. Did I, try, did I do that yeah, before? Yeah, we did your oh, British no. accent. Oh, okay. Okay, well, thank I you. I practiced this one. <laughs> Just you. like my signature. Okay. No, I We're going to wrap it up that. now. I didn't do thank that. You. Thank you for being on the show. You're very welcome. Casey and Aaron, we are so excited for your family to be growing. Uh, one of my favorite things in the world is to watch my kids interact when they don't know I'm watching, just to see their relationship form. And you guys are so lucky to be able to see that in the future. Uh, deepest congratulations from us. And uh, one day you'll sleep again, but probably not anytime soon. Congratulazioni e tanti auguri a Casey e Erin. The shocking thing, the most shocking thing about the first picture of Casey and Aaron's baby is that um, we had ours 16 years ago. And yet in all that time, the hats and blankets they put on newborn babies, they're the same. There's like one factory that makes them all. Anyway, congratulations, Casey and Aaron. Congratulations, Casey and Aaron. The baby is beautiful. And I know you're going to be wonderful parents because you already are. Well, big congratulations to the List family. I can't even imagine how little sleep you're getting, but this is awesome. You guys worked really super hard for it, and, uh, and you, you know, you've earned it. You deserve it. Big congratulations. Best wishes. Congratulations! <laughs> Woo! 
<laughs> what is that? I don't know. I tried. <laughs> it's like a box party. You took every every musical rattling thing we owned and put it in a box and shook it. <laughs> People love noise. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says congratulations like a box full of noise. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yep. Every good celebration. <laughs> Wow. Although new parents, they need they need naps. Yeah, maybe this doesn't. Maybe this is less helpful than we thought. Yeah. Oops. Anyway, congratulations. Erin, she Casey, se va trăiască fata, se crească mare și sănătoasă și se va aducă numai bucurii și succese. All right, let me take a second to offer my congratulations. I'm going to just talk now as if I imagine that the only people listening to this are Casey and Erin, so I hope that they do. Guys, I love you both so much. You are two of just the nicest, kindest people that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. And to imagine some of the struggles that you have both had to go through, just to have Declan in your life and then to go through a bunch of it again to bring Michaela Charlotte into the world, that is a strength that I hope that if I was in the same situation that I would be able to to have. Um you never know what's going to happen to you and to be in a situation like that seems just really tough to me and you two both have taken this in your stride to the point that even as close as we are to you it's so difficult to tell and that is a testament to the bond that you two have together which is incredibly strong and I have so much respect and love for everything that you've gone through um, and I'm so happy that you have a complete family now. And that's such a wonderful thing. And I cannot wait to meet your new baby daughter. And I know that I'm sure it's tough right now. You've, you've not really doubled the work. I guess it's more like quadrupled uh, in a weird kind of way. But I know that you both know deep down in your heart how worth it this is. That even when you're at three in the morning with a crying baby, you know how important this is to you. And that is what makes you wonderful parents. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. And I can only offer you the warmest congratulations uh, as you embark on this wonderful journey together. So congratulations, Casey and Aaron. All right, so that was the Casey List Paternity Leave Extravaganza. I genuinely hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, I want to thank all of the, our participants, Stephen, Federico, Jason, Brad, Marco, Tiffany, Dina. Thank you for taking your time to join me, and I hope that all of you uh, really enjoyed listening to their varied questions. I liked that so many people took the questions differently, and we got a bunch of different answers focused on a bunch of different areas. Um, which was kind of what I was hoping for. So I was pleased to get that. So we're going to be back um, in a couple of weeks as normal with our regular show. Um, we're going to be getting back to Computer Science Club. I'm sorry that it's taken us a while to get that one off the ground. We've had a bit of a stop start, but we're going to be back to that. Um, of course, I have a million questions for Casey about what it's like to have a second child in the house. And no spoilers, but we have a doozy of a wedding update. There has been some... We've been on a wild ride the past couple of weeks. Uh, that I'll be able to tell you about. So you've got that to look forward to. Until then, goodbye.